I think in anything in life, whether it's you know rehabbing or a job, mm -hmm. if you put in half the effort, <laughs> you're gonna you know the outcome is gonna be yeah. half, half as good. Half yeah. as good, you know. Yeah. So, I uh -huh. mean, you really gotta be disciplined in like how. What do you want out of this? Mm -hmm. Do you want to be a mediocre athlete, or yep. do you want to be, you know, above that? Mm -hmm. You got to consistently yes. put in every single day. Yep. And to be honest, that's hard to do. It is hard to, to do. Give your yep. all in something yes. that you know is is monotonous, is really yes. difficult, mm -hmm. is painful, like physically painful sometimes. Yep. It's mm -hmm. hard to do it consistently. Is, yeah. So you know, I had to, I mm. had to be willing to um, replicate that same effort mm -hmm. every day over these yes. how many injuries that I've had. Yes. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Today's guest is someone that I have known for a while since 2014 when I first arrived at Performance Rehab Ortho. And she is an athlete that has sustained multiple season ending injuries and had to overcome many obstacles to get back to perform at a high level in volleyball. Her name is Christina and she actually was a patient at Performance Rehab Ortho. And at the time I was rehabbing her Achilles tendon rupture that she needed surgery for. After that, she actually went on to play two more seasons of collegiate volleyball and performed very well and could perform at her optimum capacity which says a lot when coming back from multiple season ending injuries after she finished her collegiate career she was at a crossroads deciding what she wanted to do after she graduated college and she was deciding to either go either the athletic training route or the physical therapy route and because of Deciding between the two, she decided to observe and volunteer at Performance Rehab Ortho for a while. Eventually, we hired her on as a as a physical therapist aide, and she has gained a wealth of experience, um, not only in Hawaii, but she went on to go to physical therapy school, and she's pursuing her doctorates in physical therapy currently. She is about halfway or almost halfway through the program and almost done with the curriculum side of things and next year will be her one year of clinical rotations where she can put all of the all of the knowledge and all of the things that she's learning into application on real patients so it's very exciting to see her move on to bigger and better things but this is an interesting conversation because it's going to give you the perspective of multiple angles angles as an actual patient angles as a staff member and how she continues to learn and angles from a physical therapy student standpoint that is looking to soon get into the workforce and become a licensed physical therapist. So listen in, there's a lot of great conversations and gems in here from all of these different experiences that she had. And I really appreciate her taking the time to share some of these experiences for anybody that's going through injuries, any athletes, or anybody that's looking to pursue the profession in physical therapy. Listen in, I hope you enjoy the episode. So we have Chris here, and thank you so much for taking time out of your 
jam-packed winter break <laughs> that all you're doing is what? Playing very, beach. very important, very important stuff. Very important yes. stuff. Yes. I hope it's a good break from PT school. Much needed. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is your story as to how you got to where you are today. Mm -hmm. You are, I would say, about halfway done with PT school, pretty much. Almost, almost. yeah, almost. We're getting there. And really, you have about a year and a half, mm -hmm. and you will be a, a actual physical therapist. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yes. Kind of nuts, yeah. And if you think about it, think about five years ago, you were still playing volleyball, right? Mm-hmm. Collegiately at Azusa Pacific. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of walk mm -hmm. us through that. Like, how did you, I guess, become interested in this profession, mm -hmm. in sports medicine? Yeah. And kind of walk us through briefly your athletic career and some of the obstacles that you had to overcome. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we got to start by rewinding the clock a little bit more than five years. It actually started maybe when I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. So, I, I remember going to a... a a summer camp. Dave Shoji, who was the head coach of UH at the time, mm -hmm. he puts on these summer camps for kids every year. I went to one and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be a Rainbow Wahine. And that was my goal. That's yeah. all I cared about. So everything that I needed to do to achieve that goal, I did. Mm -hmm. And that was like an eight year kind of journey yeah. in itself. Yeah. So when the day came when I was actually on the team, it was unreal. Mm -hmm. And I just foresaw, you know, if I could you know, work hard for eight years and get myself yeah. to have the opportunity to play at UH. Now, my next goal was to be able to earn court time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I first saw, you know, if you put your mind to anything, you can do it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes life doesn't pan out that way. Yeah. Um, adversity definitely hit the hardest when, during my time at UH. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually was studying to go to medical school. That was my, my goal. So I ended up majoring in bio. But okay. um, while I was a student athlete, uh, I endured several injuries. Yes. <laughs> so my actually my first one was my ACL um, in high school as a sophomore. I came back okay. from that. Okay. But then in college, I suffered three more surgeries. So my true freshman year in spring, I tore my other ACL. Yes. Really fun times. Yeah. You know, I think you just wanted to be symmetrical. So that's <laughs> my body, which is like okay, symmetrical, oh, did symmetry. A good job then. Did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> so I tore my other one. Um, came back from that. Okay. And then the 2013, I was a redshirt junior at the time. Mm -hmm. um, beach volleyball had just come into becoming a, um, a sport mm -hmm. um, for the NCAA. So we, uh, I actually tore my hand, I gained keeper thumb. Mm -hmm. So I repaired that. And then three months later, I actually transferred to Azusa Pacific, like you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. um, because I wanted to continue my eligibility, but just a, a fresh opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, and then if I transferred there, I would have two years of to, to play instead mm -hmm. of one if I stayed in Division One. Yeah. Um, but three months I got there, totally fun. Third day of double days, I tear my Achilles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, so that was my fourth season ending injury. And yes. I was like, all right, at that point I was, I was done. I was depressed. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't understand why this is happening mm -hmm. in the moment. Mm -hmm. Little did I know that all of these um, setbacks yep. were really set ups yep. to mm -hmm. um, kind of embarking on this journey of becoming a physical therapist. Yes. Prior to that, I had never thought about pursuing this profession as a career. Mm -hmm. um, again, my, my plan was to go to med school. 
But I think because I had so much time on the table, I, I was the patient multiple yes. times for mm. so many years yes. for some really serious injuries that requires a lot of effort and consistency and repetition. Mm -hmm. um, I, I decided that I want to pursue this because, you know, the people that kind of invested in me and my mm -hmm. care at in moments where I no longer wanted to care for myself yeah. kind of changed my life. Mm -hmm. um, it, it turned my life around. It, 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 I saw and experienced firsthand how when someone, a healthcare provider, invests in you and really cares about you, mm -hmm. they can, you know, move mountains. Yep. They can do significant changes, not only physically, because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't understand that going through an injury is not just a physical yes. feat. Huge it is psychological. It's psychological, it's emotional, mm -hmm. it's spiritual, it's physical, it's like all of those things. Social too, one. I mean, yes. especially if you're a team sport. Even mm -hmm. if you're not a team sport, it's very social because you're taken out of your social environment right. for a long time. Right. Mm. So, I mean, all those things, like I was just very verily emotionally drained spiritually drained mm -hmm. psychologically drained just everything mm -hmm. but it was really the people that took care of me like you and mm -hmm. the people at pro and just everyone mm -hmm. the therapists trainers doctors yes. you know um they i really saw how oh. you know a life could impact a life yes and now going looking back in hindsight that's when i made the decision i didn't want to do med school anymore mm -hmm. i wanted to switch gears and uh, pursue physical therapy because Mm -hmm. I want to be the person that can impact the life of another. Yes. And, you know, whether it's, you know, in big ways and small ways, it's rewarding mm -hmm. for me to see that change and to see that growth and to see them mm -hmm. overcome whether the obstacle is small or big. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at now, yeah. um, pursuing this so that I can provide that service to somebody one day. Yes, exactly. And I, I think I've seen that. I've seen you grow into that throughout the years. Mm -hmm. But for those listening to this podcast, I mean, all of the injuries that you sustain, mm -hmm. they're not, like just one of them could end a career. Correct. And we often do see that a lot if, you know, everything doesn't work together, then something like a torn ACL could derail someone where maybe they're not completely out of their sport, but they're mm -hmm. just not re able to return at that level that they want right. to play. So for you to have two ACLs, even the thumb as a volleyball player, mm -hmm. I mean, you do need to set a lot. You do need to right. use your, your your hands, your thumbs, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So even that kind of things, it does take a lot of time and effort, which mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't see who's not involved in the process, right. like how much time and effort right. it takes. And then on top of that, an Achilles, like for... I know you played mostly defense and mm -hmm. you know back row and stuff, but for beach you still have to jump, you right. know, and you still yeah. have to move around. And unfortunately, you know, I've seen quite a few of Achilles ruptures that mm -hmm. you know athletes have to put in all the consistent hard work to get back. But the Achilles alone, I mean, that is something that it shows how how much you invested in returning to volleyball mm -hmm. or on the court mm -hmm. and. For those people that hopefully this gives them a taste that exactly what you said, it's not just, oh, physically, you got to get stronger. No. There's so many other things that mm -hmm. determine is a person going to be able to return not only to play, but return to their level or better Correct. before they got injured. Correct. And I mean, that's that's kind of exactly what we're touching on is just that whoever it is the athletic trainer the physical therapist the doctors whoever's on your team even your teammates sometimes mm -hmm. they all play a very vital role to mm -hmm. make sure that 
someone like you who suffered these injuries can actually return mm -hmm. back into that team sport mm -hmm. environment. Now, on that note, try to think through all these injuries, I would say what are some of the big lessons that stuck out to you that have made you, I guess, who you are today? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I'm a big proponent on, I think, the moments where you grow the most as a person mm -hmm. is definitely uh, congruent with the times where you are experiencing the most challenging yes. trials in mm -hmm. your life. Yeah. And I've definitely seen, in hindsight, growth mm -hmm. from the hardest times in my life. Yes. You know? Um, yeah. And it wasn't like, like oh, okay, like a, okay, mm -hmm. I'm struggling for like a month. No, it <laughs> yeah, was like, no, yeah. it was year, it was mm -hmm. months and yes. months and yeah. years and just like continuous, mm -hmm. like as soon as it would come back and what you, uh, what you spoke upon is mm -hmm. true. Like it, it is a big goal to just come back to where you left off prior for, mm -hmm. to the injury. Yeah. But my goal was to be a better athlete. Yes. And I, you know, mm -hmm. by, by everyone's help, I was able to achieve that. Yeah. Um, but then I would get to this place where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really good. I'm competing better. Mm -hmm. I'm a better athlete. And then I would tear something else. Yeah. And I was mm -hmm. just like, what, what is happened? happening? Yes. Like, why is this? I don't get it. And that like, is probably the most frustrating thing for any is. athlete to go it through. Is. Yeah. It's devastating. Yes. I was, after yes. every single one, it was just, the question that I wanted to know was why. Yes. I don't understand. Yeah. And, and you know, like, obviously, people that follow me along, I didn't play anything past high school or anything. But at the, at the same time, no matter what level you are, you are putting in a lot of time and effort mm -hmm. to work towards something. Mm -hmm. So for people listening out there, they might not understand like how come it's so devastating. It's literally, I, I think the best example that most people can relate to, it's literally if, let's say you had something that you really wanted mm -hmm. and you spent like years and years working towards that, mm -hmm. whether that's financially, mm -hmm. whether that's you know just your time and effort, whether that's practicing, but let's say like that one thing, I'm just gonna use a materialistic example. Like let's say it was a new car, mm -hmm. you know, someone wanted a new car mm -hmm. and they invested like two years of their life to save up to buy that new car. And you bought that new car and as soon as you drove it off the lot, you just totaled it. Yeah. That's probably what it feels like yeah. to most athletes who do suffer these season ending injuries, you yeah. know? And at the time, it's like the worst thing possible that could have happened. But I think when you look back on it now, like you mentioned, you look back and that's where you probably had the most growth, not only as an athlete, but as a person. Right. And I think that's true for everybody, no matter mm -hmm. what profession you are, even mm -hmm. as a physical therapist, mm -hmm. the tough times, which we'll get to little in a little later um, part of this episode, but the tough times, I think, really make you grow and make you a better person, professional, right. athlete, whatever right. it is. But anyway, what's, getting back to what are some of the things that you think you've learned the most yeah. from those. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest lesson for sure, there's a, a lot of good mm -hmm. ones. The biggest yeah. one is just to, I think these moments of adversity, mm -hmm. they really forced me to develop a spirit of relentlessness. Yes. There has to be a certain willingness to to go through this monotonous, you know, mm -hmm. every day, like yeah. I'm gonna go and like give my best, but it's like the same exercises, it's like minimal to small change, like yeah. it's, and it's like every day for like nine months. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's it's unreal. So uh -huh. it just, I just have to be relentless. Like some, some days were good, some days were bad, mm -hmm. and just, I, but I know that, you know, looking, 
um, in the long run. I need mm -hmm. to do this. I need to grind yeah. every single day because if I don't, then I won't reach my end goal mm -hmm. nine, 12 months from now. Yes. Um, yep. So I had to stay disciplined in that. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'll, I'll be honest, sometimes I, I, I fell short of that. Mm -hmm. Some days are just like, I was so depressed where I just, yeah. just didn't want to do anything. Yeah. But then the next day I'll be like, you know, if I continue this, yeah. then I'm not going to be able to reach my goal. So yes. relentlessness, mm -hmm. patience is a yeah. big one. Mm -hmm. um, with these types of injuries, it's not like a two week, okay, I'm healed. Yeah. Like we talked about, it's a nine month, 12 yes. month, yes. You know, two year, whatever process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, patience for sure. Mm -hmm. um, along with relentlessness, it's just, you know, I think my, my parents instilled this sense of hard mm -hmm. work ethic. Mm -hmm. And I think that was further reinforced with these injuries. Yes. Because I think in anything in life, whether it's, you know, rehabbing or a job, mm -hmm. if you put in half the effort, <laughs> you're gonna you know the outcome is gonna be half, half as good half yeah. as good you know yeah. so i uh -huh. mean you really gotta be disciplined in like how what do you want out of this mm -hmm. do you want to be a mediocre athlete or yep. do you want to be you know above that mm -hmm. you got to consistently yes. put in every single day yep. and to be honest that's hard to do it is hard to, to do. give your yep. all in something yes. that you know is is monotonous is really yes. difficult mm -hmm. is painful like physically painful sometimes yep. It's hard to do it consistently. Is, yeah. So you know, I had to, I had mm. to be willing to um, replicate that same effort mm -hmm. every day over these yes. how many injuries that I've had. Yes. So those are probably the biggest ones for me that I learned. And at the at the time, you know, mm -hmm. it sometimes becomes more difficult because you don't see where you're gonna end up. Yeah. But in hindsight, like you said you've learned so much from every single rehab every single mm -hmm. incident or injury mm -hmm. um and on the on the flip side i just want to share to the viewers too it's good to have these conversations mm -hmm. because even as a practitioner and you're gonna learn this you know um more as you experience it with your future patients mm -hmm. these are the conversations that actually make or break the results you know right because right. on the flip side what you're feeling that's what the the healthcare professional needs mm -hmm. to understand, mm -hmm. you know, and for me, it's not always trying to be like the athlete's best friend, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's like, I know that they don't want to do it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's having the tough conversation with them. It's right. making them see, you know what, let's just push through today and get the most out of what we can, even though we both right. don't feel like it. Right. Um, or it's even understanding that hey, you know what, this is where they are mentally. Like, how do you have that conversation with them? Or how do you motivate them? Mm -hmm. And for a lot of healthcare practitioners, we can't forget that even though we see this every day, you're just going through this for the first time. Mm -hmm. You know, like, think about, like, your Achilles or whatever. Because mm -hmm. that's when I really saw majority of your rehab. Mm -hmm. And that's when we first got to work together into trying to return you to volleyball. But if you think about the Achilles, like everything for you was new. Yes. Even though I, I kind of knew like, okay, this is what's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's where I have to learn too with every single athlete. It's like everyone's a little different. Yeah. So even though I know what the outcome's gonna be, I know kind of what's the steps, I know how I'm gonna progress you, mm -hmm. the challenge is making you buy in and relating it to you. Yeah. yeah. And that's but that was a fun process, yeah. <laughs> so fun, fun to for fun for who? For you. Oh man. For you. But so even fun. that, if you think about it, there were a lot of days that it was tough, you know, uh, and it wasn't like it's not over there and I mean you've 
grown to know my style. Mm -hmm. My style is I'm going to be empathetic. I'm going to understand mm -hmm. where you're coming from. But at the same time, I'm going to try to push you and do what I think is in your best interest. Mm -hmm. And even if that means that, hey, I'm going to get on you one day mm -hmm. or I'm going to, you know, you don't want to do it. Well, too bad. We're doing this mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, within reason, of course. But I think those are the times that as a healthcare professional, but also as an athlete, Mm -hmm. You need to understand that there's going to be this balance so that, yeah, we can achieve all mm -hmm. of the goals that you want to achieve. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And kind of speaking on that, mm -hmm. I, I think that, um, I mean, the relentlessness, the hard work, and the patience mm -hmm. really helped me develop my personal character. Yes. But mm -hmm. I, I do want to say that um, going through that process, going through that journey, I, I realized that it really prepared me to get a panoramic understanding um, mm -hmm. to be a physical therapist. Yes. Because I think it speaks volumes. Like if someone, if my patient is, is struggling, is not motivated, I'm able to recognize that because yeah. I was a person on the table. Were, yeah. I understand what you went through. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I, let me help you. Yes. Let, let's do this together. Yes. Because I know what it feels like. Mm -hmm. I understand like yeah. how difficult it is yes. and I think I think it allows me to have an opportunity to make that connection mm -hmm. with somebody yep. so I'm actually grateful in the midst of it I wasn't yes. it was very hard but uh -huh. looking back on it I was, I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to know what it feels like to go through the struggle with every mm -hmm. single day yeah because then I can relate to anyone who's on the table yes exactly and so, that is one thing I think that will separate you in the future from other practitioners is just having that first-hand experience for a lot of these cases mm -hmm. and even though the injury might be a little different in your patient and whatnot the experience that you went through is the huge thing mm -hmm. because like even for someone like me and I've, I've mentioned it on you know other other of my content and things like that my only experience is the experience through all of you guys mm. yeah um, which is good and bad you know it's it's good because obviously like I had other struggles, but it wasn't the physical coming back from a surgery or injury or mm -hmm. things like that. Um, but the bad is that, you know, I'm only, all of my experience is really secondhand experience. Mm -hmm. But for you having the first experience and you pair it with all of the experience of your patients, I think that'll give you a much, like you said, more panoramic understanding as the years go by. And that's something that will, not many people can you know experience that and have mm -hmm. that in their bank so it's it's good that you even though these things happened long ago you still have it kind of very in recent memory i guess mm -hmm. so that you can remember and relate to all of the patients that you will see in the future yeah. and to be yeah. honest i'll probably carry it with me for the rest of my life yes you know mm -hmm. the, those are the moments that were the hardest for me but it's the it's mm -hmm. the moments that really made me who i am Yes. And the people that helped me along the way, I carry mm -hmm. them with me as well. I, yeah. I feel like a lot of who I am mm -hmm. is other people pouring into me. Mm -hmm. You know, I think mm -hmm. I identify with, you know, the care that I was, mm -hmm. that I got to receive. Mm -hmm. And I'm very grateful for that. So yes. it's, it's been a, it's been a journey, but mm -hmm. when I look back, like it's, it's all worth it. You know, yes. there was a reason why I went through this. This is it. Uh -huh. yeah. And I only, I'm only seeing it like, you know, what was my first injury? 2006? So like what, 10, 12 years later? Yeah. So, uh -huh. you know, and sometimes that's just how life works. You don't understand exactly, why you go through you know. things, you know, in the midst of it, but yeah. maybe like a year, two, 10, mm -hmm. you understand why. And that, that was yeah. why I have to go through that so that I can yes. have this um, uh -huh. understanding and knowledge under my belt. Mm -hmm. 
And to continue your story mm -hmm. so that people understand, it's you have to go through this. And I think I can honestly say from the outside perspective, it didn't break you. It made you stronger. So after oh, you, we got really close. <laughs> after <laughs> yeah, it got really close during the Achilles. I mean, I just and, to like snap. And that's where, like, going back, you know, as the practitioner, that's our job yeah. to understand, like, okay, how do we relate to you? How do we have patience? How do we have that work ethic to help you push? But after that Achilles, even though it got really close, I think that's what made you really strong. Mm. So after the Achilles, yeah, you went back and you played two successful seasons mm -hmm. at Azusa. Um, and not only did you just get to play, but you started, mm -hmm. right? And you played pretty well, I think, to what you thought to. Um, and that just shows you that, okay, after all of that hard work, once you kind of did the right things, and I think in those two years, you probably paid attention to more of the key things that your body needed to mm -hmm. perform at that level mm -hmm. and that not only is not isn't the only thing but that was a big contributor i think to keeping you on the court was that you were able to tune up your body take care of your body perform at a high level and you learned a little bit more besides the volleyball but mm -hmm. what do you have to do outside off the court to stay on the volleyball court yeah. and during that time i guess was there anything else that you kind of was there a different perspective that you had for volleyball after going through all those injuries and finally being able yeah. to string together two consecutive seasons? Well, mm. after my fourth one, I was like, I do not want to get injured anymore. <laughs> so whatever I got to do <laughs> yeah. to not get injured, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to want to get injured. Uh -huh. So um, a lot of time, I mean, I, I already was used to spending a lot of time in the training room, but mm -hmm. me and our trainer, we became BFFs because I was there <laughs> yeah. all the time yeah. before practice, after practice, like mm -hmm. at home stretching. I'm like, I mm -hmm. do not want to be tight anymore because I know if I'm tight, I'm going to have a risk yes. of injury. So yeah, it was, it's the little things that I have to mm -hmm. do every single day to make sure that I, I'm healthy enough yes. to not get injured again. <laughs> yes. You know, it's kind of crazy. It's like, you know, when you're young, I feel like. I took stretching for granted and like mobility mm -hmm. and like all, you know, mm -hmm. really warming up your body properly and taking care of it in mm -hmm. order to be healthy enough to play. Yes. You know, I'm just like, yeah, I'll just play. I think that's you know? every young athlete yeah, though. that is true. Which is un unfortunate because, is. again, that goes to the practitioner, right? If mm -hmm. you don't get the athlete to buy in, mm -hmm. it's not only the athlete's fault. And I'm a firm believer yeah. in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's half on the practitioner's fault mm. whether that's a professional or whether that's a mm -hmm. coach or whatever it is so like you said i think most of us go through that myself included you know i i did not see all of the value and things that i'm doing now mm -hmm. and i always said most people that come to pro say that man if we knew this when we we're in high school right we would have been way different. better off but yeah. obviously we can't know what we don't know yeah so it's our job as healthcare professionals and you know and being a future PT mm -hmm. to kind of pass on this knowledge mm -hmm. to help the younger generation mm -hmm. be way better off than what we were right yeah and that's kind mm -hmm. of where I want to go to I, I don't want to just be a physical therapist I'm actually mm -hmm. really, really I have a special interest and a heart for athletes mm -hmm. I do I love treating everyone honestly yep. um, I love spreading the aloha <laughs> very fun yeah um, but I do have a special place in my heart for athletes mm -hmm. and you know I feel like Having the background of becoming mm. a therapist and yes. the experience that I've mm -hmm. had, I would love to introduce those concepts 
as a coach. Yes. Um, you know, at, at a young age mm-hmm. to hopefully help them prevent, you know, experiencing the experience, the things yeah. that I went through, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's, it's tough. It is tough. It's yeah. tough, but if we can help, you know, educate or have conversations that, you know, yeah. do this and then, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we can help you to prevent injury. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. before it even happens. Yes. I think that'll be, that'll be great. Then they can go on and reach their potential and their, yeah. and optimize their athletic career. Yes. So I, I would love to see that change. And yeah, and I I completely agree. And we've had these conversations too, that there needs to be a lot more emphasis and focus on prevention things, not after the fact. Yeah. And that would be a whole different conversation for Mm -hmm. another episode. But that's something to think about too, is that a lot of times for athletes, you don't do something until it becomes a problem. When if you just focused on doing the little things Mm -hmm. that wouldn't probably or the it would be less likely for that to Mm -hmm. have become a problem Mm -hmm. um i i kind of want to move on because your story is interesting in that (laughs) when after you finish your collegiate playing career Mm -hmm. um then you were kind of at a place where i think you can clarify a little bit more but i think you were trying to decide what you wanted to do right and that's where it started off as you were gaining observational hours at pro as a volunteer and kind of walk us through that like what were those years like when you were observing as a volunteer eventually you got hired on as a staff Mm -hmm. Um, you were helping out with a lot of the patients where i saw a tremendous growth Mm -hmm. in over a year year and a half time from actually being you know kind of in that athlete mindset just observing to like hey you know what i'm gonna be staff and i'm gonna try to help the patients with whatever i feel comfortable doing Mm -hmm. right and we feel comfortable with you doing too and then eventually that led into okay i'm gonna apply to pt school Mm -hmm. so walk through that experience with it with us um what were some of the i guess the motivating factors or the what drove you to apply to physical therapy school yeah um well after i was like officially done with mm-hmm. playing <laughs> i had absolutely no eligibility left because fun fact i was actually a 24 year old seventh year senior which is very rare i feel like <laughs> um I, I at that point i was like i'm definitely not doing medical school because i'm just gonna be in school till i'm like 50. <laughs> yes. so I, I i was in the middle of in between two professions athletic training and physical therapy okay and there was a brief moment where I was like, ah, oh, PA school. I was like, yeah, never mind. Um, but it was basically going back and forth, ATPT, ATPT. Um, mm-hmm. For me at that time, I thought that I would enjoy AT more, athletic training mm-hmm. more, because I was basically trained under athletic trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I loved working with athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know the lifestyle is, is a little bit harder in a traditional athletic training mm-hmm. setting. You know, yes. It's long hours, it's mm-hmm. you know, away games. If you, play, if you are working at the collegiate level, mm-hmm. like you could be gone yep. for a week, a week or you know? Yes. So it, um, it's, a hard, it's a hard lifestyle if you kind of want to settle down and have a family too. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's PT where I, I just, I really never thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at the time, Kurt, Kurt was there and I had you know really good conversations with him you know and asked you like Mm. what should I do Mm -hmm. and I was like I can't tell you what to do I'm like please tell me what to do (laughs) because I can't decide it's like one day I'm AT one day I'm PT Uh um but I think what it came down to was 
there was a lot more opportunity for PT. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, what I could do, the services that I could provide, mm -hmm. um, the people that I could meet, I think there's more opportunity there. Mm -hmm. um, and I can still work with athletes, yep. but it also allows me to work with you know, people of all walks of life, mm -hmm. um, yes. which I, I'm actually really interested in. Mm -hmm. um, and then it kind of, it, it allowed me, I think, it was a better fit for where I want to see growing a family. Mm -hmm. So ultimately it came down to that. Yep. Um, and it just, it was literally just it took it was a while yes for me to choose that and it was a while and i think i think you got some valuable experiences along the way which kind of just molded you into okay this is kind of what i want mm -hmm. and for a lot of mm -hmm. students i guess if any students end up listening to this episode um that's my one recommendation to all students because not every setting is going to be the right fit for that person mm -hmm. and that's okay mm -hmm. like you don't have to say like well i couldn't do it in this setting so i'm not going to do that this profession yeah. right i'm in a i'm an athletic trainer that's in a non-traditional athletic training setting mm -hmm. and i never would have thought when i was at your stage that i would end up in this right. kind of setting so yeah. for most students what my recommendation is is that just try things just get exposure into things once you actually get your foot in that environment, then you'll have a better idea like, is this something that I want to pursue or yeah. is this not? But if you're always just guessing, right, and you never ever get the opportunity to see what it's like firsthand, mm -hmm. then you don't know. Yeah. So I think for you, that was good that you got exposed to pro, but you also volunteered in other places to strengthen your application. And that kind of helped to, I guess, make your decision a little bit more concrete. Like, okay, this is kind of the lifestyle and the direction that I want to go, you know. Um, mm -hmm. On that note, kind of talk about the application process to PT school. Well. Because, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that was something that it, it wasn't, it was in a different way, it was an obstacle for you. Different from your injuries, but yes. Yeah. Um, you know, talking to Kurt and other couple of PTs, they said that getting in is the hardest part mm -hmm. of the journey. Which I, I, I agree, it is hard, uh -huh. but I also think that actual schooling is very difficult too, but yes. we'll talk about that later. Um, but you know, it's, they look at, they basically have this website, um, it's called PTCAS, and you make an application online. Mm -hmm. um, you, you have to uh, show your GPA, obviously the classes that you've taken. Um, you have to take a GRE. Okay. Um, you have to have two layers of rec. Mm -hmm. Which, thank you for writing my letter of recommendation. Yeah. He jokes uh, around that it was actually like two sentences, but I know it was like an essay. Yeah. <laughs> it was an so, essay. So many great things to say. So many great things to say. <laughs> Cannot count them on your fingers, so oh, I appreciate it. That's probably the reason why I got in. <laughs> I don't know about that. But anyway, yes, the process was very demanding. Yeah, and then there's like uh, your resume, obviously, where you worked, where you volunteered. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's observation hours. Mm -hmm. So those are like the core components of the yes. application itself. Mm -hmm. um, I when I, I actually tried twice. The first time mm -hmm. I made an application, I think my application wasn't very strong because mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of hours under my belt at yeah. that point. I maybe had like a couple hundred. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually didn't get into PT school yes. the first time around. And I was very um, particular and like I only wanted to be in California. Mm -hmm. So yeah. on, uh, when I had to go for the second time, mm -hmm. um, I was advised, you know, just 
apply for anywhere. Yep. Like, don't be so, you know, tunnel vision, only want to be in the West Coast, only in Southern California. Yep. Like, go try other places and just mm. see what it's like. Yep. So I did. Um, but the second time around, I had a plethora of hours. Yes. Um, because I had an opportunity to be an aide down um, mm-hmm. yep. in the clinic. So I think that that really helped mm-hmm. my application, just having that experience under my belt. And, you know, I was blessed enough to get in the second time. Mm-hmm. But it, it is a process. Yes. It, is, very it a process. is a it is a process. And for us to see, I think when you look back in hindsight too, like, yeah, I, I have a lot of faith that if you did get accepted at that first try, that mm-hmm. first round, yeah, you would have been fine going into PT school and stuff. But I think when you look back on it now, because you had a whole another year of mm-hmm. experience, not only at Pro, but you volunteered at other places, you kind of got to maybe grow a little bit like personally too, outside of you know mm-hmm. the clinical setting. But that one year of extra experience, I think, and even life experience, I think that helps you to get more out of your physical therapy right. program. And for a lot of people, whether you're a physical therapist or athletic training, that's one thing that I encourage is just try to get as much volunteer experience, you know, um, things that it's not only just to look good on the resume, but it actually helps you when you go through your program. Correct. And I kind of shared with you that too. I think Kurt, our physical therapist, shared a little bit about that. But even for my experience, I had two extra years of volunteering and observing and I was kind of stuck in a similar position as you in that it was kind of a crossroads where I almost was going to say you know what I'm not going to do this I have an undergrad degree already I can do another uh, field or profession or whatever but now looking in hindsight I mean that all kind of happened for a reason Mm -hmm. and it strengthened not only my volunteer hours or my experience but it also helped me through grad school and helped me get all of these unbelievable opportunities after Mm -hmm. so same thing for you i think that one year even though it seemed like oh this is like why didn't i get in Mm -hmm. you know why do i have to go through another year it will really help you now through the program but it'll also help you in the future because you have more experiences that have helped you kind of get ahead yeah yeah that actually that year was invaluable to me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Had I gone in, I, I, to be honest, I don't think I would have been ready the first time around. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually glad that I had one more year to stay home and and spread the aloha and learn and play beach. <laughs> I think it's more the playing beach at home. But, but, but yeah, I, I wasn't mean, ready. I wasn't that's, ready. Yeah. And then I think, I think for all of us, there's never going to be a time where we're completely ready. But True. you can be more ready. Yeah. And I think that's what you experienced. Yeah. Um, so yeah, after that second year, I mean, you really grew a lot in that in that year. I mean, everything from learning how to carry yourself professionally mm-hmm. to communicating and helping patients to understanding kind of how to work hard at your task at hand, but also I think how to work together with the team, mm-hmm. right? Because you're, no matter what role or position you are, it is a big component that contributes to a bigger a bigger team or a bigger company. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of grew in all those regards. Um, even when you're applying to PT school, I think you knew a lot more about the process. So it was a lot easier interviewing, things like that. I think you were just a much stronger candidate. 
So after that second round, you did get into West Coast University, mm -hmm. where you mm -hmm. are attending now. Yep. And kind of walk us through that process. Like, how has PT school been? What are some of the obstacles, the struggles, the fun things from your whole almost a year and a half already? What has that been? Oh, like? we have enough time for that. That's a lot of <laughs> the, the short version. <laughs> the short spark note version. <laughs> yes. Um, man, I, I, you know, going into it, I knew PT school was going to be hard. Mm -hmm. But I think I just didn't know how difficult it was going to be. Yeah. Which I mean, nobody knows. Nobody. Right? Until yeah. you actually go through it. Uh -huh. um, my first year, I, I had no life, literally. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't work out. I played beach maybe like once or uh -huh. twice. Yeah. Um, what I would do is we would have class from maybe like 8 to 4.30, depending uh -huh. on the day, 3, 4.30. Mm -hmm. I'll go straight home, study until probably like 12 o'clock, sleep at like 1, uh -huh. wake up again at 6.30 and do it all over again. And mm -hmm. I did that for for three and a half months. <laughs> yes. My breaks was like, okay, I am going to brush my teeth. <laughs> yeah. Or, okay, I'm going to go wash the dishes. Or, okay, I'm going to make... Th th those are the only breaks I took. Yeah. I didn't... Um, oh, I hardly went Disneyland. I only went once in the beginning, once in the end. It was so depressing. Yeah. And I didn't watch TV. I just, it was just a grind. Like, I felt like I was in jail. Just, like, studying <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. All the time. And I'm actually not really good at reading the textbooks and, like, retaining information mm -hmm. I learned. But I was forcing myself to, like, read these, like, Bibles, encyclopedias, like, all the time. And yeah. nothing was sticking. But, like, you know, I got to do this. I got to do this. Yeah. So, I mean... It was like a trial and error season for me in that uh -huh. first semester because I was figuring out how to learn at that level. Yes. Um, learn at in how in depth they go and figuring out like what's the best learning mm -hmm. strategies and uh, study strategies that I needed to do. Mm -hmm. It was just trial and error, but I basically had no life. <laughs> then you know I come back home. I yeah. was like, oh, I like mock it to the floor every single day, <laughs> but I got re-energized. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay, round two, let's go. Mm -hmm. And second semester was actually really fun. Like, yeah. it was kind of chill. Uh -huh. um, I really enjoyed my classes. So I was like, okay. It was, it was great. Yeah. Like, it was really fun. And then we get to third semester. Yeah. I had already um, been advised that uh -huh. the third semester in the summer is the hardest. Mm -hmm. And it definitely lived up to expectations. Yeah. We're introducing classes now that it's, they call it musculoskeletal mm -hmm. one. It's basically ortho, yeah. lower quarter. Okay. Um, and the class is, is probably one of the hardest classes I've ever taken. Uh -huh. But we had awesome professors. But just how much information we need to know yeah. crammed into this 15-week period. Yeah. Yeah. And then now you're introducing um, our ability to make clinical decisions. Yes. That is really difficult yes. in itself. Mm -hmm. It's not like when you get to that, that level and that type of course, it's not just, okay, I'm going to memorize these PowerPoints and then I'm going to take the test and like it's going to be yes. on the slide. Yeah. You have to understand the material yeah. on the slide, apply it, yeah. be evaluated in the question and make the best decision based on how yep. you apply what you learn. And I was never good at that mm -hmm. in undergrad. I was a memorizer. Mm -hmm. I could, you know, I would just look over PowerPoints, memorize it, take the test, do final the test, and then that thing was gone. Yeah. But you can't do that in this You profession. can't do that, yeah. You can't do that because if I'm like, okay, I know how to treat your ACL for the test. And then if I forget the information, I actually have a patient that has an ACL. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. I forgot. No, you can't do that. Yeah. You have to be able to retain it for longevity. You have to be able to apply it. So that in itself was really hard. Mm -hmm. Then we start getting into manual 
therapy mm -hmm. as far as doing techniques and how to do molds yeah. and how to feel for you know tissue that is um, mm -hmm. injured or, or, uh, or yeah. has damage to it yeah. you know and I've never done that before mm -hmm. I never actually got hands-on to someone and like mm -hmm. you know did these te manual techniques for them so that in itself was hard mm -hmm. um, but it was just it was unreal summer yeah. was was i was dead i was probably surviving off of three to five hours of sleep yeah and we were spending we every day would practice the hands-on techniques uh -huh. every single day until mm -hmm. like six or seven but that's night. that is i mean it's not good that you're getting pushed to your extremes oh. but it's good that you're practicing it consistently yeah because we needed to. yes we needed to. i i think there's a couple of things that for current students or potential students out there is that everyone that comes through rotations in pro two i always encourage them you guys just got to keep practicing mm -hmm. because one thing about athletic training curriculums or physical therapy curriculums is it's very like competency based mm -hmm. so it's like you know you're learning all these techniques and you're just getting checked off on it like you said mm -hmm. but then you hurry off to the next technique and the next technique mm -hmm. and then build so fast that sometimes you don't use or practice the techniques that you learned earlier, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not real life too, because no. you're always going to be using techniques whenever it's fit for that situation. Yeah. And the only way to get better at it, like you said, is just a lot of repetitions, mm -hmm. feeling certain things on different patients, right? Different bodies. Yeah. yeah, applying the critical thinking skills in different scenarios, right? Yeah. And I think that's something that you are being very, you're getting pushed in your curriculum which is very good it yeah. might seem like in every way possible <laughs> trust me <laughs> yeah it might seem like oh this is so much or it's a struggle now but i think that's one strong suit of what you tell me at least with your program is that you guys are getting a lot of you know you guys are make are forced to start to think like in the clinical setting yeah. think critically um you guys are able to practice on your classmates on different types of situations and I think that experience coming out of a physical therapy program is going to help and it's going to pay dividends in the yeah. future. Um, kind of think along the lines of what you just shared. What if you were to go back in time, right, mm -hmm. to like the first day of school, mm -hmm. knowing what you know now, is there anything that you would have done differently? Oh, there's a bunch of things I would have done differently. Okay, like what? The biggest one, I think, in, especially in the first semester, mm -hmm. I, I felt guilty if I took a break. Okay. Um, and I did not take care of myself. Yes. I, I was very, uh, but sustainability-wise, that's not the best decision mm -hmm. to make because mm -hmm. I would like beat myself physically, mentally. It was just like, I just got to drill. I just got to keep cramming, cramming, cramming. But I wasn't taking the time, like 20 mm -hmm. minutes, go run on the treadmill. Yeah. You know, go sleep like a normal person yes. and get like six to seven hours of sleep. I was sleeping like three hours. Yeah. And then that, I mean, I didn't realize it at the time, but mm -hmm. the lack of me taking care of myself, it actually probably affected my ability to mm -hmm. study more efficiently. Yes. You know, if I had just addressed these little things and mm -hmm. just made a couple of tweaks, mm -hmm. I probably could have, you know, maybe not have to look at the material six times, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe just three or four times, <laughs> yes. you know, mm -hmm. and, and had a better, um, cycle of, yeah. you know going through this process mm -hmm. but I, I didn't I didn't take care of myself I didn't allow myself to decompress to enjoy you know some time away from mm -hmm. the books and that in itself probably it kind of pushed me to the brink of exhaustion and yeah. um, burnout mm -hmm. 
Um, so it's, I think in hindsight, I would probably change that. Finding more balance, yeah. you know, allowing myself one half day of break or yes. do something that I enjoy uh-huh. instead of always like, oh, I can't afford to do that. I, I guess yeah. got to keep studying. And I think for everybody, that's easy to get into that mentality or that place, mm-hmm. especially when something is very important to you and something mm-hmm. is pressing. And that's, you know, you speaking about that balance. I think that's something that I talk about a lot. Um, with everything that we do in pro or everything that I do and it's not saying that it's ever going to be perfect Mm -hmm. because even for me too it's sometimes the balance is thrown way off but Mm -hmm. then you know just taking a step back sometimes and seeing okay what's going to help to make this situation a little bit better Mm -hmm. a little more manageable and you know sometimes we go the hard way but that's okay Mm -hmm. you still get it done right yeah um Thinking about some of the good things about your program, what what are some of those? Because you've shared quite a few things that you really enjoy or you really like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is probably the first time I can say I actually like school. <laughs> I was never somebody that liked school. Out of 15 but years of school. A little bit longer. <laughs> I'm on that 20-year plan. Yeah. I thought it was a 10-year plan. It's like a 20-year plan. Um, no, I mean, as, as difficult as it is, and yeah. I mean, we are challenged in every way possible yep. when you go through something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually really enjoying the people that I get to uh, do this with. Yeah. I've been very lucky to have a friend group that is very like-minded, mm-hmm. works very hard, very humble, yes. um, but really cares about each other. So to be able to have that camaraderie, mm-hmm. not just with my friend group, but with the whole cohort, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like we're all holding each other to walk past the finish line yeah and it's a nice environment to be able to go through these you yeah. know struggles and this process together yeah so that is probably what i'm enjoying the most the mm-hmm. day-to-day like conversations of studying together of like you know figuring out like how do we learn this i don't know how do we <laughs> do it sneak? i forget but i she remembers okay yeah. just those little conversations those little moments that we share mm-hmm. together every day mm-hmm. i think i to be honest I think I took it for granted because mm-hmm. I thought it was like okay yeah we just do this study okay now we gotta study for this now we gotta practice this yeah. but it's going by so quickly and I, I'm really enjoying um, being mm-hmm. with them yeah. being able to do this with them mm-hmm. and that's probably what I'm gonna miss the most that's the funnest part of PT school yeah. being able to experience these journeys with people who are amazing yeah. incredible human beings mm-hmm. um, so I, I, in that aspect I don't want it to end yeah. Like I want, I want the the stress and the, the difficulty yeah. <laughs> to end, but yeah. I mean you can't separate the two. They they go together. Yes. You know. So I, I think I'm really enjoying that aspect of uh-huh. just being with them and doing this with them. And I think you'll be the first one to admit too that it is flying by. Sometimes it, it might. So yes. Bad. But most people, any program that you do, whether it's physical therapy or athletic training, when you first get in there. I mean, I remember, even though it was kind of a while ago, I remember the first time that I got in there, I was like, well, it's going to be so long till yeah. I get certified. And just for a little backstory, it's not too relevant, but I decided to go to athletic training, the grad program, when I was a little older. So mm-hmm. it was similar in a way kind of to you, yeah? And all I was thinking was, okay... When I come out of my grad program, when I graduate, I'm going to be 27, which is like in the athletic training field, you know, people are getting certified at like 22. (laughs) So I'm just thinking like, 
oh man it's gonna be like so long and everything yeah. but once you step into that first semester and you have all the coursework like it was it was very similar it's like that's our life like yeah. literally every day for two years straight that was my life you know and then later on when you look back on it it's like oh man we're gonna graduate or i'm gonna take the boards tomorrow know, and you know scary. i mean it is scary at the time but for you kind of really appreciate and enjoy and just cherish like you said these moments because how how many more um, when does your last trimester of classes end june july uh it will end next august oh next august see so yeah. next august i mean that's the time that you really have the most time to spend with your yeah. classmates and everything and after that you're off to your year of rotation which you'll still see them you'll still not communicate as, with but them but not as much yeah. yeah and then if you think about it once you get into rotations it's just gonna fly by because think oh when you were gosh, working at pro <laughs> I know. but anyway it's it's a good thing yeah? yeah because i think i think the bottom line is that in your program you cram so much knowledge and everything and this is just to get you at that fundamental like base these are things that you need to know you know to be a practicing physical therapist you're not gonna know every single thing it's impossible i always say this is kind of my famous line when people ask me questions or whatever i mean i'm not one that's gonna beat around the bush or lie to you if i don't know then i'm gonna tell you i don't know you know but i'm not gonna just leave it at that i'm gonna know where to look or where to get the answer but I always tell them if they go, how do you not know, you know? If you think about it as a professional, out of all the things that we need to know, I always, I honestly believe this. If I know like 1% of what there is to know out there, I know a lot, if you mm. think about it. Think about every single technique that's out there, every single exercise philosophy, yeah, every single way to approach the athlete mentally, you know, whatever it is, all of these things, how do we communicate? If you want to know every single thing, it's just impossible. It's just going to be overwhelming, you know? But that's not saying that you try to learn every day. And I mm -hmm. think that's all we can do, right? And your program is, yeah, just try to get better every day, practice things every day, and cherish your program. But once you get certified, you pass the board exam, you become a DPT, right? That's really when the learning starts. I think mm -hmm. that's the fun part, you know, because yeah. now you're actually practicing all of the things that you learn and it's not so much, it's kind of like a game situation, right? Mm -hmm. All of the practice that you put in, now you can see how do you perform in real situations, right? And I think that's the exciting part as a future physical therapist is to see, okay, I put in all of this work, now I get to actually go have the fun and help other people, like you said, mm -hmm. progress and learn as a professional and you know just start to improve all of your skills mm -hmm. right um is there on that note is there anything and whatever you're willing to share but is there anything that you would like to do for the rest of your time in pt school or even after pt school are there some some things that you are working towards yeah mm -hmm. i think while i'm at school i realize like we talked about it's flying by i mm -hmm. really only have two semesters left and this next semester is cut short because we actually have a short rotation Rotations. in it mm -hmm. um i think i just want to be a sponge and just like learn from all my professors yes. take initiative ask them questions get mm -hmm. their uh, perspective on things because yeah. i think i was so busy with like studying 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 that i, I missed the conversations uh -huh. and, and just even spending time with my friends during yeah. school yeah 
you know, I would always be studying during my breaks. <laughs> I would always be studying like right before tests, after tests, still doing. After tests for what? I would catch up on other subjects. Oh, okay. I no, was like, after tests I would study for the same material. I know. Then I was gonna say it's a little, a little yeah. too late. No, no, but no. it's good to improve yourself. Yeah, for the bigger grand test. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think just spending time with with the people uh-huh. that I get to see every day because there will be a time where I won't be able to spend as yeah. much time with them mm-hmm. you know and I'll never get that opportunity again so realizing yeah. that you know our time together as tight-knit as we are is, mm-hmm. is coming to an end which mm-hmm. is really sad because mm-hmm. um, they're, they're amazing people but I, I just really want to invest in taking the time to you know talk to them yeah. about it doesn't have to be about school just yeah. like you know how are you doing yeah. cool this yeah. one yeah yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, just spending time with them, uh-huh. really learning as much as I can from my professors. Yes. While I'm there. And then after school, so we'll go on our year of rotations. I'm hoping to take the boards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually looking into um, applying for a residency and yep. maybe even a fellowship. Yes. Good. Um, in ortho. Mm-hmm. And then maybe specializing for fellowship, maybe in a sports setting or just mm-hmm. continuing with being, yep. becoming a better. Uh, physical therapist that can treat mm-hmm. orthopedic injuries. Yes. Um, so that's going to take another year each. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm actually thinking about mm-hmm. living up there for a couple years, yeah. two to three, just to get some experience. Yes. Um, I love Hawaii. Hawaii will always be home, but I think mm-hmm. we don't really have access to professional athletes apart yes. from like surfers mm-hmm. and like, you know, a couple football players, a couple mm-hmm. fighters, yeah. a couple, you know, yeah. it's sparing, but. You know, the athletes are, there's a huge hub in LA or just Southern California in general. Mm -hmm. So if I can witness or experience or observe what they're doing with these types of athletes at that level and bring it back home, that's kind of my goal. Yes. So it's kind of looking like a five-year plan. That's good. And then I'll come home. Kind of sad, yeah. But that's good. No, I think, I think for anybody, people that are not from Hawaii, it's hard to understand that. Mm -hmm. Because even for me, when I had to leave, it's hard. Yeah. You know, I'll be the first to admit, it's hard. And I don't, I want to be at home. Like, this is home. But at the same time, like you said, there's not as many opportunities in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that Hawaii does not have good practitioners or good no. athletes or whatever. No, we have excellent, for the population size, mm-hmm. I think we can compete with the best of the best, yeah. you know. But for you to get that experience, you need to go away yeah. and actually get experiences with yeah. the best of the best mm-hmm. and like you said you know even though it might be a little prolonged hawaii will always be here mm-hmm. we're not going anywhere unless like a huge tsunami or something but hopefully not yeah knock on wood but other than that hawaii will always be here and yeah. i think actually your classmate mantai mm-hmm. right i mean he has one of the interview or conversation clips that we did and he says it best is like i truly understand this where i am now i did not understand this maybe a decade ago Mm -hmm. but he goes if you really want to help people especially people in our community you have to go away and learn what other people are doing Mm -hmm. in order to help the people in the community because if we only know the same thing that the same the people here know really we're just we're stuck yeah we're stuck we're never gonna ever progress in physical therapy we're never ever gonna progress in sports in other things too right so i think that's good for you to see and i would say that your perspective has has grown in that regard 
because well, before, before you were just like, I'm gonna I'm just go to PT <laughs> school and come back. As soon as I get my license, yeah. But I, I am actually very happy that you're open to those kind of things and you're starting to see some of the possibilities up yeah. there because then you have a lot more experience that you'll be able to bring back home. Yeah. And that's what Hawaii needs. We need yeah. people that are willing to learn, you know, make some sacrifices and improve themselves and then bring it back home and share it with everyone else yeah. because that's really what makes not only Hawaii but just makes the profession a lot more growth I and guess. I realize yeah. that it's a mm. it's a sacrifice but it's an mm -hmm. investment it is because I want to mm -hmm. I want to be able to be the best physical therapist that I can be in yes. order for me to do that I need to do yes. this I mm -hmm. need to stay up there and, and grind and you know be open to different styles and different techniques yes. and then one day when I come do come back I can you know better mm. care for other people yeah. from all walks of life so yes. you know it is an investment that I am very mm. much so interested in, in mm -hmm. doing yeah but I'm gonna miss home but it'll be good and like you said it will go by fast it seems like a uh, long time yeah. from right now mm -hmm. but as you get working and you know the years like we are actually recording this on, what is today, December 30th, mm -hmm. 2019, and I will release this next year, but I think you would agree, even today in the clinic, we're like, where did 2019 go? I literally <laughs> I, remember when it was January 1st, 2019. Oh, really? I don't. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, where did this year go, you know? But I think that's what it is. Once you get into these settings and environments and you're, you know, working, you're improving, time really flies mm -hmm. and that's something that you are really gonna excel at and grow um, because yeah you'll learn a lot and you'll bring everything back home too mm -hmm. now I kind of wanted to just uh, end it on this because I mean you shared a lot of your story I think it's very unique for athletes people who are looking to get into any healthcare profession you know whether that's PT ATC PAs nurses anything like that um, what the general public needs to, I guess, kind of see is that there's a lot of things that go into this curriculum mm -hmm. in such a short time. People think like two to three year program, that's a long time. But for everything that is expected of you to know, right, for everything that is expected of you to actually do and put into practice, it's a lot of information in a short period of time. And even if you think about yourself, you know, before you started the program, right, the amount of knowledge that you have gained is probably tremendous from that time in like a year and a half. So for anybody that's questioning, I think, oh, you know, is this something for me? Like we said, I think just go experience, like go volunteer, go put yourself in that kind of settings. I mean, people email me every so often too, like, oh, can I observe? Can I volunteer? And of course, like I, I want to try to expose you to something to see if this is what you want to do. But like how you were, if you're on the fence, don't think of it as such a big obstacle. I mean, it is a lot of work, it's a lot of sacrifice and a lot of things that you have to endure. But for you, really two years ago, you didn't even know if you wanted to do this yet. And if you yeah. think about it, in a year and a half, you could literally be practicing and helping other patients. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what makes your, your story unique is that when you actually invest all your time and effort into improving yourself, learning about the things that you love to do, like in your case, I think it's really, it's yeah, it's sports, it's athletics, it's the um, rehab, but it's really that you wanna help other people that have 
similar, I guess, goals and aspirations mm-hmm. and setbacks as what you did, right? Mm-hmm. And you're investing all your time to learn about that so you can help these people in the future. Mm-hmm. And then as you go through the program, I mean, in a two to three year span, you could be literally on the flip side and making a difference and helping these younger athletes or younger patients or even older patients, right? To help them improve the quality of their life. And to me, that's something invaluable that I encourage more people who are kind of on the fence about deciding, okay, what do I want to do or whatnot, um, to just kind of take a look at what is it that you really want to learn about and invest your time in. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's the whole bottom line of what my brand or my company represents is just there's so many things that we can do to help ourselves but help other people just improve the overall quality of their life and just perform better in sports but in life too mm. so t- for you that's that's a very unique story and i mean is there anything that you want to add to that like can you envision or foresee at this point in time that okay maybe in a year and a half i might actually be practicing on patients like how how what's your thoughts about that oh boy <laughs> <laughs> oh boy no it's, yeah. it's 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 there's a lot of emotions that kind of attach with that it's exciting because uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know i actually get to you know do the things that I, i've been prepping for yeah. and priming myself to do but i think there's a level of um nervousness mm-hmm. you know this is my first time yes. at that point well, to be on my own like i'm actually responsible for somebody's care mm-hmm. you know i think i i do want to be able to to not only satisfy my patient but uh, you know hopefully exceed that yeah. their expectations mm-hmm. um a little nervous yeah little anxious. And that's normal it's yeah. normal yeah um but you know it's it's good it's exciting because you know mm-hmm. i've been i've been waiting and going on this journey for that moment yes so mm-hmm. it's it'll be i'm gonna call you after i'm like oh, i just had my first patient how'd it go yeah. i hope i can tell you oh it went great <laughs> i'm sure it will and and on the flip side too for professionals yeah and that's the thing like you'll build a network you know we all appreciate our mentors i know i'm tremendously appreciative of everything my mentors have done for me but at a certain time you actually become a professional and you have your own unique experiences that it becomes it goes kind of full circle Mm -hmm. that you can collaborate with your mentors and everything Mm -hmm. and i've always said this to students too like when they ask me questions like I don't know honestly like in five years from now you guys are going to be way smarter than i am so it doesn't (laughs) matter you know it's not like i have all the answers but as you guys get the initial experience like five years after you get your dpt that's when you're really going to start to be able to think more critically you're going to be able to analyze situations and use your professional judgment and then those are things that it'll be fun because at that point you'll be bouncing a lot of ideas off of me and vice versa i'm going to be bouncing a lot of ideas off of you and you're probably going to be teaching us a lot of things because our disciplines are similar it overlaps but there are differences in our Mm. journey and everything so oh you have so much fun sensei i know man like yeah but that 18 like that yeah (laughs) yeah but i mean that's what it is you know like just trying to improve yourself and improving the profession and helping other people as much as you can but anyway, I'm very excited to see what the next year and a half holds for you. And, you know, it's always great to sit down and talk a little bit. And hopefully anyone that's looking to get into the profession, anyone that's looking to learn more about this profession, then 
this kind of sparks you to understand a little bit of all of the sacrifice, hard work, and some of the knowledge that goes behind taking care of someone's knee, you know, yeah. or taking care of someone's ankle, whatever it is. So for for most people, I mean, um, we'll we'll definitely do a follow up episode or podcast when you do come back. But for most people, I do encourage you if you've been injured or know someone that's injured, to I mean, take a look at some of the resources. Um, I'm an athletic trainer by trade, so take a look at nata.org. You know, it has tons of resources. Um, I'm pretty sure the PT website is apta.org. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, look, learn about what services there are for you, not only for rehab, not only after the fact, but for when you are actually trying to prevent injuries, stay healthy, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, other than that. Thank you very much for joining us. Of course. Is there anything else that you would want to share to all of the listeners? Yeah, um, I think everything in life, there's a reason for it. We mm-hmm. may not understand mm-hmm. in the moment, but mm-hmm. I think each uh, season of life is a stepping stone to who you're supposed to be um, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're going through, Acknowledge it, embrace it, but know that, you know, give it your all, whatever that may be, whether it's an injury, whether it's Mm -hmm. like personal things, struggles, whether it's education, whatever it is, give it your all, you know, come in with a mindset that I'm going to do my best Mm -hmm. every single day. Um, And later on, you'll see how things will align um, as far as, you know, this is what my purpose is. And Mm -hmm. I have to, I have to go through these step A, B, C, D, sometimes Y, Z, X, Y, Z in order to get to the to ultimate that path mm-hmm. that you're, you're meant to be on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, be patient, mm-hmm. run the race, yes. um, and wherever you're supposed to be in this life, you'll end up being there. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not a, uh, there's no timetable. Yeah. You know, wherever life leads you, mm-hmm. it, it leads you. Whoever's supposed to be in your life is supposed to be in your life in that moment. Yes. So enjoy the ride while yep. you can. Exactly. So good luck to you. Enjoy the rest of PT school. And as usual, you always keep us updated. But good luck with everything. And you will definitely have a lot of fun in the next year and a half and get a lot of good experiences in your clinical rotations. And we encourage you to learn a lot. Just keep improving. And thank you so much for joining us again on your winter break. And have a safe trip back up. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's fun.